0: Hello again, this is attorney Sean McLaughlin, and I'd like to welcome you to Law for Life, a program designed to provide useful information about the law as it relates to real-life situations and from a Christian or biblical perspective as appropriate. Law for Life is sponsored by Trinity Law, a local law firm, available at 1-866-464-5297 or online at yourlawfirmforlife.com.
1: This is attorney Matthew Mengus and joining me for today's program, which is a continuation of a, a mini-series we're having on safety at church, is attorney Sean McLaughlin. Sean McLaughlin's practiced uh, throughout South Central Pennsylvania in various areas and lectured to uh, uh, church leaders uh, regarding this very issue for uh, probably 25 years now. Um, Sean, when we left off, we had talked about putting a uh, safety leadership team together, having a plan, and we were just beginning to talk about kind of
0: rolling out that plan. So let's pick up uh, there. Well, certainly you're going to want all of the different um, areas. And we talked about having a leadership team and then identifying subcommittees. And we talked about what those subcommittees ought to be, the safety subcommittees, and so on. But you at least want to uh, annually have a meeting with all of the team members and all of the subcommittees uh, to review the basic safety plans that you have uh, so that everyone has a working knowledge of what is going on. So, and even in these, uh, obviously, you'll have breakout meetings that the subcommittees will have. And I'd recommend that at least one person from the leadership team be involved uh, in uh, each of the meetings of the subcommittees so that you, what you want is you want to have a cross understanding, um, between all the committees about generally what is being done, um, so so that it's not like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. So you want to have that understanding all the way around.
1: So once you have, uh, that understanding throughout your, your team, and as you said, uh, cross training, all that, how do you get the congregation
0: involved in this? Well, it's a great question, Matt. I'd say the final part of your safety plan, also a a very tricky one, but will include informing the congregation about what the safety team is doing and, in general, what its plans are about. For instance, you'll probably tell the congregation about how your safety ministry is going to address evacuations. In fact, uh, you may want to, and I know churches do this, uh, once a year they'll practice a drill Uh, about how the um, uh, sanctuary and so on is going to be evacuated where everyone will get up and they'll go to assigned locations and so on the kids wherever they are do the same thing you'll tell the congregation in addition to addressing evacuations how you're going to deal with in general terms those who show up at the service and who may be disruptive Um, you may discuss whether there are uh, gun carriers in your church whether they're trained whether they're not trained Um, perhaps that you're putting in place a plan to deal with any medical emergencies and how you may deal with that. So in this way, the congregation is told in broad brush strokes what the safety ministry team is doing to make the premises safe for them and their families. And when necessary, telling them details about what part they play in any such plans uh, that will also be rolled out. Now, it's also good for them to know who the safety team actually is. And for this reason, it's a good idea for each safety team member to sit with their families, typically typically at or near the same location each Sunday, so they can be readily identified and called into service when the need arises. Uh, For example, if there's a medical emergency, you know where the doctor sits because he's always sitting there or she's always sitting in that particular place or the nurse or what have you. Now, all of this will provide the congregation with the crucial knowledge of what to do, and it will reassure them that what you are doing and what you have been doing and what you will be doing is being done to protect them. Um, The more you have interaction with your congregation, maybe you don't go into all of the specific details, but you want to generally let them know what things you're doing, what steps you're taking to protect them. Um, uh, If you don't do that they may be suspicious about what you're doing, maybe think some of the things that you're doing are inappropriate. So, Sean, one of
1: the questions I've gotten from uh, people, that as we've talked about this, is that their concern is if they have a plan like this in place, it may actually make the church more liable should something bad happen. A bad guy comes in, uh, you know, whatever the situation may be. Is that a valid uh, concern for a church to have? I
0: disagree with that. I think you're going to have more of a problem if you do nothing at all. If you... The law generally requires that you take reasonable steps and everyone knows that there are problems in society, particularly with churches being attacked. You, you should take reasonable steps. Having plans in place show that you understand there's a problem and you're reasonably trying to deal with it as best as you can. Okay.
1: Well, thanks, Sean. That wraps up our mini-series on uh, safety at church.
0: We want to remind the audience that nothing said on this Law for Life program is intended as legal advice as each person's situation is different. If you have a legal need, please see an attorney. You can freely listen to today's program or any past program or series on our website, yourlawfirmforlife.com. That's yourlawfirmforlife.com. Just click the resources tab. Inquiries about the program can also be directed to the local law offices of Trinity Law. Toll-free 1-866-464-LAWS. That's 1-866-464-LAWS.